so I just got back from driving to Florida, mm-hmm. and apparently there is this gas station that just opened in Lexington that everyone's freaking out about. That came about from Texas. Yes, yes. Friend, so of the, I, friend of the show. Bucky the Beaver. Oh, we had okay. him as a guest once. So my friend was like, she <laughs> drove too. She was like, I'm going to plan every road trip ever around Bucky. Yeah. But I never got a chance to go because I forgot about it on the way back. There is like a cult uh, that worships that beaver. Thank you, China. Like, That's why? Yeah. What is this gas station doing? And also, I don't think I would Selling like beef it. Selling beef jerky. I'm in that That's cult. That's what my mom, yeah. My mom brought him. I'm in the cult. I have, Bucky's. I have, I have a suit. Yeah, but it's like a gas station. It's and it not, has like it's furniture and stuff. It's more than a gas station. It's uh like a Target. It's a way of life. One American of my, dream. One of my it's a way of life. Greatest travel <laughs> desires okay. is to hop on a plane with nothing, get off, take an Uber to a Bucky's, buy everything I think I need to survive. <laughs> no, you're go not. into the wilderness for five days and see how I fare. So it's it's like you're it's so like sur- it's like Survivor Man, but just Bucky's edition. Yeah. Like man versus wild fever time. Two, one. It's a whole thing. Uh, hey, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. Uh, I am your host, Michael Moeller, joined tonight by David Satterley, John Renane. And uh, one Jessica Atkins from H&A Barrel Management. Jessica, will get to you in a second. We're recording at Brewgrass Homebrew Supply here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we have been doing these podcasts for a while now. We took a little bit of a, a summer break there, but we're back. And we're back in action. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we like uh, talking about beer, but we also like talking about beverages in general. Yeah. But if uh, you want to see what we're drinking with your own eyes, you can do that on our Patreon uh, the video function there, like some of y'all just are just listening in audio. It's like you're living in 2D. If you want to get the 3D experience, uh, just look us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash KY Commons, three, three bucks a month. And you can see David Satterley's beautiful face. He's been on the news. So it like, you know, it's you know, it's real. I have been on the news. You have. Uh, so we're here with Jessica Atkins. Thank you so much. You are the used barrel North America sales rep for H&A Barrel Management. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I feel so cool to be like on a beer thing. It is with cool. With beer people. We're obsessed with kind of like the the Kentucky bourbon barrel, Kentucky beer mm-hmm. kind of culture. It's There's a lot more o- like intersection or overlap in that world than people might think, but not enough. So right. we're here to pick your brain on all things barrel. So before we get to the to the H&A, uh, yeah. you know, current state. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you've been, and and how you got here. All right. I formerly was a social worker for four years um, and then transitioned into bourbon by doing um, custom bourbon tours for, like, you know, tours for Pegasus, which used to be Copper Still Tours. Yeah, so I coordinated, like, 100,000 bourbon tours wow. in two years. 100,000 people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like two, sizes of two to yeah. like 35. Yeah. Wow. Um, and they were like, you know, private custom. You got to know everyone. Um, and so I took a side job with Fred Minnick 
thinking it would be a side job, but who's who's, who's Fred Minnick? Fred Minnick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. no but that's, honestly, that's, a good, that's a good question, though. Yeah. Honestly, I not even asked Fred that when I worked for him. I'm like, I don't even know who you are. Who like, what are do you? you do? <laughs> but um, so Fred is a bourbon critic and author. Um, he was a co-owner of Bourbon and Beyond Festival. He's doing like a show in Vegas. All of the things. Um, I personally respected him the most because I had a book that he had written. Um, and he like bourbon, the rise, fall and rebirth of American whiskey and then whiskey women in 2009. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, if this guy is writing about women and whiskey in 2009, that's like really, really cool. Um, so he was like the guy who did all the research about like bourbon history that a lot of people like quote and stuff today. Yeah. So worked for him for a couple years. That's how we met. Y- yes. Michael is the best at his job. He like sent me an email. We were recording for YouTube and I'm like, who is this guy? Um, and then he was working with 291 Colorado Whiskey and he was like, I'd like to have a spot on their YouTube. And I'm like, oh, sorry, you know, it's full. Someone canceled the day before. And so I remembered Michael's email and I'm like, hey, if your guy wants to come, he can. He's like, he'll be there. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he came. That's they what we walked. call uh, pulling a molar. He, yeah, he flew in from Colorado. That's flew right. Him in. I'm like, we're in Kentucky. He's like, I'm aware. And in they walked like the next morning. And I'm like, damn. OK, that's awesome. Yeah. And I love 291. They're a great family to me now. Um, and I'm like super grateful to Michael for that. Yeah. And then um, now I work for a barrel company. Fred is the one who actually got me the job. A recruiter had reached out to him and he was like, I think you should apply. And so I'm like, really? Are you fucking trying to fire me right now? Like what? Um, and he's like, no, I know that me as a single person, they can give you so much more like health insurance and sure. benefits to your kids. And like, you'll be like, I see how hard you work and I like want you to have the opportunity. So yeah, I interviewed. It's a French owned company. Um, I started interviewing in January of 2020. Nice. It's a good time to be in the job market. <laughs> right. And then got hired officially July 1st of yeah. 2020. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So two years later, now you're here. Now I'm here. Very cool. Still don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> I am here. We, well, we wanted we wanted you here tonight just to get your you, you see the beverage industry in a different scope than than we do from in a different lens, rather. So that's mm-hmm. why we wanted to talk to you. Uh, but before we get to that, David, what uh, what are we drinking? Yeah, today I have um, what's not a beer. It's been like two or three days since I've had a beer. This was in the fridge. It's a Ranch Rita from Lone River. Um, it is a classic premium beverage. I think this falls into that RTD category that we chastise all the time. Um, but Why? It's great. Yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. Like, like it's a, too hot for anything else. Mm-hmm. Margarita style seltzer type deal. Um, but it's from Texas and uh, we, we were talking about Bucky's right before the show nice. started. So I just love all things Texas. So this 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 gets a seven stars out of yeah. probably probably like 12. Yeah. And, yeah. and John, I, I heard that we got a uh, yeah, care package Texas, from Texas. Shout out to a friend of the show, Kinsey Bernhard, um, who is in her, what, third? How long has she been down there now? A couple, like a month, few months, two months? Few yeah. Months. Um, she's, she's working at uh, Austin Beer Works down there. I'll let you open in it Austin. You have the thing. Took the two dogs, went down there. Uh, she's having a a good time, apparently. Uh, well, by, we got a little care package from her, so I'm excited to see what's inside of here. Everybody loves Austin. I'm going there in a couple of months. Boys are from Marzen Podcast, so if you guys are listening to this one, uh, go subscribe to her podcast on whatever platform you're on. We've also had her on. Yeah, she's yeah, been she's on the for, Former guest of the she show, She came on the podcast when I was in Texas. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's and right. Now you, were, you were at Bucky's. In Texas. Yeah. I was at Bucky's. Wow. <laughs> Bucky's living your best life. Eating all the beaver nuts and pulled pork I could find proof that god exists 
You know what's proof that God exists is the tape on this. David says, don't worry, I can open this with my keys. <laughs> it's like shredding it. Why does she take the time to write that and make it nice? It's an address. <laughs> well. Michael and I bond over packaging. When I worked for a friend, we got so many samples all the time. And you were always getting samples. I'm like, packing peanuts. And so when somebody can pack a package really nice, it's... Oh, the, the worst were the little uh, the, the pieces of cardboard, the uh, little like crinkle cut fry yeah. cardboard pieces oh, that they put those. in like yeah. glassware and stuff. Yeah. Hey, there's an art to making a good like uh, marketing package to send to people. Well... Honestly, they make those shippers now, like the bubbles, like literally just so easy. Oh, yeah. just do that. Please Drop stop. Stop for the love of God. Putting David, all I could have just gotten enough. I remember one time I was sending samples, and the guy had this automated response. I was like, "Yeah, you can send samples here, here, and here. Whatever. Uh, please refrain from using packing peanuts. We're past that age now. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, not that we would ever think, send alcohol. I think it was. Um, he should be protected Joe, at all costs. Joe McAuliffe uh, from Forbes out in Oregon. I don't know oh wow, I, Joe, I'm a fan of Joe. Then. Also, Whoa, I, I this think is good it, stuff. If, if your job is to receive bourbon, I mean that, that's got to be really well, hard. Packing peanuts yeah. are like static; they go like they, you can't you can't sweep them up. Have you ever actually? Uh, <laughs> so they make these melting like these these water melting kinds of like packing peanuts, starch. yeah, that yeah. you like throw into the sink and you can like spray it down with a with uh, right. water and it like melts down the drain and it's safe. Right. But the thing is, that takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like I, I did it. Sticky. I did it, and I had a stationary tub in the basement, and it was like overflowing because it just wasn't breaking the peanuts down fast enough. You should right, start guys. reviewing shipping supplies. Kinsey <laughs> sent us the hookup. Yeah. All oh. sorts of quality merch. For everybody on our Patreon, you guys can see this. Austin Beer Works. I love the kind of, like, what would you call that? It's a koozie. Tie-dye gradient koozie or whatever. This is a Beautiful branded quality pens. of beer, quality of life. I don't have a pen, so this is perfect. I gave mine to Michael, or David, because Michael stole David's and we then David f- stole mine. You <laughs> pen. Think we're good on pens. <laughs> you get a pen. You some beautiful stickers. Jessica, would you like a pen? I would love a pen. How about a koozie? How about yeah, a sticker? All okay. of it. Oh, Hell got yeah. some bandanas. And some bandanas for the hot-ass Kentucky summer. Oh, those are dope. Those are great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go for it. And knowing Kinsey, I think oh, what she wants us to do with those is wrap them around the necks of our dogs. Yeah, this is. these are dog bandanas. They're not for us. They're not for us. We, we know what you meant, though. Thanks. <laughs> Frankie's not here today, or else I'd put it stick, on. Him. Stickers. Tons of swag. Thank you, Kenzie. This is awesome. Unicorn stickers. Yeah. And then there's, there's this is for David. Um, it says, oh, it's for Mocha. And this is, this is Bucky's. I've never felt so left out in my life of this Bucky's experience. You, it's funny because you brought up Bucky's I independently. Did. I did. I heard about it on, I was just back from Florida. I drove 13 hours. My friend did too. And she's like, there's this gas station. It's called Bucky's. And it's amazing. It changed my life. You know, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to plan every road trip ever around Bucky's. And then um, Lexington got one and I mentioned it to these guys and I mean, apparently it's you can live thing. there. <laughs> like literally, you can. <laughs> they probably sell Bucky's branded tents. I would assume. I don't know. I yeah. bet there's chairs. Um, there's anything you need, really. Uh, <laughs> it's there for you. But so, like now, Target. now Target I have a things. collapsible dog bowl for the hot summer for my dog. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Thank you, Kenzie. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Kenzie. If any of you guys want to send us care packages, twenty two twenty seven South Preston Street, Louisville, Kentucky. Send it our way. Care yes. of David Satterley. We we will always take uh, samples and, and things to review. And so talk about refrain it. from using packing peanuts. Uh, we are past that. But, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just you will just know that we will judge you based on your packing. So. That's I, li- I like the idea of, ho- of doing like packing reviews. Yeah, like that's gonna be the most boring. Geeks, it's gonna be like geeks. the b- most boring ass like Instagram account I'm, ever. Yeah, a terrible there, unboxing there channel. There is a niche. There is a market, Michael, that would appreciate yeah. your humor and and the ASMR of the oh. unpacking. The, the like. 
Mm. That's, you know, that's awesome. Okay. That's All right, so we're going to start oh, a separate oh, channel. I want in we, on uh, it. Okay. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it sounds you're, like. You're the, yeah, we're going to do a new podcast and you're the co-host uh, of that okay, one. So there you it. go. <laughs> um, so Jessica, like I said, you're here to, mm-hmm. to, to kind of walk us through what you see on the other side in, in barrel sales. And then also, because mm-hmm. you, you deal with all sorts of different industries, not mm-hmm. just not just whiskey, but the, also some beer as well. Yeah. Um, so what is like a week in your shoes like? Okay. Um, so the company I work for is a barrel leasing company. We lease the what vessel. A world. You're not a brokerage. Uh, no. you, that was made clear to me one time. I'm that you're not, absolutely a not a broker. Um, I will. Bro- okay. Yes. I'm not a broker. I don't go source barrels. These are technically our barrels. Um, so we were in Bordeaux, headquarters in Bordeaux, 2004. Been in the United States since like 2000 and I guess like seven or something. Um, and we have 700,000 barrels that we manage, wow. mostly wine. So, you know, every year wine, they dump barrels every year and they're buying a new barrel, which is like $1,200. Um, yeah. So um, they lease the barrel at the end of the lease. We have all of these, you know, barrels that need to find homes if they're not going back into wine. And so I just resell those. And now we're into like the whiskey market and other spirits. So I have a lot of barrels like Sauternes, Port, Brandy, um, rum, just like really weird, like eccentric, you know, kind of barrels. If you know, can you can you explain how a barrel gets leased? Because like we have <laughs> we have here like the Cooperages yeah. like down the road mm-hmm. um, that you can go and see how they're made, the mm-hmm. char, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything else. But I'm I'm really unfamiliar with the so wine side. So we are a middleman. So they're gonna still you're gonna keep your relationship with your cooper. Um, you order your barrels, the invoice comes to us, we pay it. Um, so inst- like it just frees up cash flow instead of buying you know a two hundred fifty dollar barrel right on the bat. You're just paying for it monthly. And then at the end of the lease, you can either keep your barrel um, or then we like buy it back for like, you know, residual amount. Because that's, that's not always the end of the life of a barrel. Oh, too. absolutely can not. Go back so the part to... for me has been like, yeah, now it's like a day in the, like a week in the life. It's like uh, I always get thrown these like random barrels and the barrel's life is only like two weeks. So mm-hmm. it's like finding out which barrel goes with which like, you know, like. Is it going into maple syrup? Is it going to a brewery? Is it going here? Is it going to Mexico? Is it like, where does this barrel best fit? That's like the geek part of me. Yeah. And it's freshly um, dumped. So you have to get rid of it. Well, I, yeah. 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 Um, and like a lot of times we will know in advance. And I do have for my larger distilleries, like we have a million dollar contract with Angel Zimby. Wow. Um, it's like two year planning because like we have port barrels that are seasoned. Like you're not going to get an old ass port barrel from like those barrels, if you were to pick those up, they would fall apart, those yeah. port barrels. Um, so we, at the end of, like, a barrel can only be used three to four times in wine before it's neutral. There's no wood flavor, you know, left on that barrel. You're just going to have, like, a wine flavor. We send that to a secondary cooperage in Portugal. They shave them down. Um, we have, like, a steaming process, a cleaning process that makes them completely neutral. We retoast them and then send them to port houses for free. Um, they will put all of their old port in there to keep aging it because, you know, they're aging 10 years yeah. or so. Um, they'll keep it for about a year. Our program is about a year. And then we ask them to dump it, send it us back, and then we give them more barrels. So they're getting free, like aging, and we get these seasoned port barrels. So like Angel's Envy, you know, who goes to two other cooperages, they don't just buy it from us. I mean, they buy it from everyone because there's not enough port. Um, <laughs> there's not. Like, whiskey is so much bigger than, like, these little port houses. And so Angel's is like, oh, we're increasing the volume by X amount that I can't say. Um, like, we're increasing the volume, but I have to, like, plan now to put that many barrels ahead for the next year. Um, and a lot of barrels, like, there's a barrel shortage right now in the world. I was going to really, say, that's kind of a sustainable is, effort, too. Yeah, so it's like, I don't really have, like, a lot of their barrels are pre-sold, you know? Um 
And a lot of people who need new barrels now are doing some of these like toasted barrels and like calling it, you know, like whiskey instead of bourbon type thing because there's no barrels. You recently uh, got to go to France. To, I did. Yeah, how was that? In Portugal. Amazing. <laughs> um, I, I tell everyone, I'm like, I woke up in Bordeaux and I walked to our office, went to the Cooper or our warehouse, had lunch at a winery, flew to Portugal, went to a winery there and then was eating dinner that night. And I was like, damn, I don't really do a lot during the week. Normally, you know, if I could wake up in Bordeaux and go to bed in Portugal. Like, what am I doing every day? Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> um, but it was a, like just learning. Like we went to all like our port partners and like some wineries and our warehouse. And they're like, do you got it? Do you got it? Do you got it? And I'm like, oh, my God. I went to the cognac region. Um, learned all about cognac um, and then had to fly home and like it was all in like eight days. So so you you have all that whiskey experience going into this job. Yeah. And, and, and you knew nothing about wine. Right. So yeah. what what interesting things or or what have you learned about wine that you appreciate more now than you didn't before? Or is there like certain brands that you can like really appreciate now more than than before? I am. So two years into the wine world and just now starting to grasp just like how it works like the culture around it's an it. entire culture yeah. it's an culture it's a culture um a lot like beer snobs and bourbon snobs it's like a respect thing it's like they know their vintages like there's we no know respect. single barrels yeah there's no no okay, respect there, in beer. you're like <laughs> hey, if you talk shit in wine they'll cut you man okay, it's like but you're like hey this brewery is doing this release at this day whiskey people do that too hey sure, sure. um wine people are like that's from 2015 mm -hmm. vintage that was a good year so it's like all the same it's just like a lot to learn um but barrel wise like wine is such a volatile like like liquid other than blood it's like the most volatile like it goes bad it's like such a bitch is why i hate selling to breweries yeah. it's like if you want to do a wine finish you're gonna have to like dry gas dry you know like to keep it fresh and then ship it in a refrigerated truck otherwise you're gonna have all kinds of but you know beer people like weird yep. bread and stuff in it so yeah. maybe it's not the worst that's what i'm learning so i'm like i don't know well, that's where creativity yeah. comes into it because like, yeah, those, you know, winemakers are so I, I would I'll say I'm not going to say finicky. I'll say like precise uh, with care. like what they yeah. put into it. Yeah. yeah. So fine. Like having somebody who can make sure that it's taken care of yeah. and like that ultimately ends up making a better experience for our, the people that use the barrels, but then also the, for the consumers who yeah. are buying the product. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the life there, you know, then it's got a whole that each barrel probably has a story. Oh, like, absolutely. Kinda, so you know? I'm like, I love it. These are my babies. Yeah, like this is Harold. This yeah. is uh, And if it like somebody's like, I got this barrel and it leaves, I'm like, God damn it. I literally <laughs> I don't like look at every barrel, but there have been some barrels that like get damaged during sure. shipping and it pisses me off. <laughs> um but yeah. Um, yeah. the wine I do notice like the wine world is like dying, you know, global warming and the fires and this, like every year, like your crop is dying. People can't afford to do it. It's like not a very glory. Like I feel like it's like brewers, like you're actually working really hard. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's a blue collar job. Yeah, it's yeah. a blue collar that's, that's job. The, that's the hilarious thing about all these industries that, I mean, people can have an opinion about like the, the types of folks that drink mm -hmm. it and whatever. But at the end of the day, it's it's a blue collar mm -hmm. industry job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and wine specifically, like the way they regulate it and the way they like undercut and like some of how those markets work are extremely volatile. I don't even know how them are. I haven't even got to the markets yeah. yet. Um, but coming from whiskey, it is really cool because I can like, like try a wine and like know like, oh, this would be good with a rye. You know? Yeah, sure. So like it, that is really cool. It's like keeping me very like, I don't know. I've like called Michael a bunch. I'm like, hey, um, <laughs> but beer people. Like anyway, and that's the best way to inform your palate about things like that is just to be a little bit mindful of like 
the history and just mm-hmm. all the different aspects of things when you're tasting something. And, you know, Fred, Fred Minnick is probably a good person mm-hmm. that kind of like speaks to that philosophy or whatever. Yeah. It's like knowing the story helps you appreciate what you're drinking more than just knowing what the score of it is on like i'm sure there's like a rate whiskey like there is rate beer or not whatever really it's not okay. subjective okay but, you know. well it's it, it, there's a bunch of websites yeah. out there yeah. like whis- yeah i mean beer geeks get off on like going and like you know rating their untapped or think- like whatever is there an untapped equivalent for whiskey? to whiskey or okay wine? that'll be our third uh, podcast that we create. so untapped is just that it's it's a it's an app for rating beer and checking in beers oh okay yeah. so I don't know, but I was working on that with Fred. Fred was going to launch one with Barstown Bourbon Company oh, cool. a couple of years ago. This was, it's no longer happening, but I had to go and transcribe every oh damn review he's ever done. <sighs> I went through like the archives. <laughs> no. I went through his YouTube. I went through everything to like enter in every whiskey he's tasted in the office. Um, and I'm great. What was like the worst thing I've ever done in my life? But probably also, like start talking like him. Well, <laughs> no, because it's, yeah, I did. It's but, like all in your brain. <laughs> you just start wearing an ascot around <laughs> the office. <laughs> Never. I did do handkerchiefs for a minute. <laughs> like, he has a neck thing. I'll have a neck thing. Um, and then I started wearing hats. Just to have a thing. <laughs> That's great. But um, through that, eventually, like, I was like, oh, I should probably like taste as I'm like entering these if we have yeah, them, sure. you know, and like I got really like into the stories and this and it like has been great. Now I'm like, oh, I have all this knowledge that I halfway remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it sticks around. It gets in yeah. there, you know, yeah. it just makes you have a different appreciation for everything. Do you have any experience with breweries, though? I mean, now that you're two years in, are are you all dealing with breweries more now than you were two years ago or is there growth? Yes. Yes. Um, yes, I do sell. I like the local breweries. And that's like, if I sold barrels, it's usually like, like in truckloads, like 220 at a time. Um, and a brewery's like, I uh, want okay. one. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> I was able to talk my work into getting me a Toyota Tacoma for my car because I was like, I. It's got a reliable, reliable like, vehicle. Hell yeah. Shout uh, out okay. Tacoma. <laughs> and I was like, listen, guys, I like the beer guys here. And. I need to be able to supply them with like one, like sometimes I'll have like three or four barrels. And so, yeah, I've been able to take those like directly from somebody dumping them in town, like a whiskey client and drive them across town and like drop them off like within minutes. Yeah. Um, And that's just like fun for me. That keeps my job like. We talk about that all the time on this show. It's like, and just in Louisville, Ale Trail business in general, it's like, you know, Kentucky is another contentious internal debate. I say that you can only Buy bourbon in Kentucky. Only no. only bourbon it's only made in Kentucky. Ninety no. percent of the world's bourbon is from Kentucky. Yeah, the rest of it's 90, trash. Ninety five, probably. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm being sarcastic, but it's, it's crazy how big that culture different. is here, and how much we're it, it makes it into the beer world. But it's it's crazy to me how small of a percentage of the beers that get made around here are made from Kentucky bourbon barrels. Like you would think those things would be married, make a match made in heaven. I'm like, why do brewers even write me? Like they have 15 distilleries right downtown. Mm -hmm. I do not understand why like you guys don't just like walk over there and grab a barrel. Yeah. I think your point is probably like pretty fair because it's probably, it's kind of harder probably to buy because so a lot of that stuff is sold in lots. It's sold in lots. So because, yeah. And I just like want to learn about beer and I do have some big, um, bigger breweries that, I've worked with and worked on um, and it's usually like they're wanting whiskey. Um, I've been trying to, uh, well, there's a, a brewery. So our warehouse is in um, Sonoma. And mm-hmm. so there is a brewery that's like close to there. It's a really large brewery. And I'm like, I have wine barrels really close to you. Yeah. Please 
write me back. <laughs> well, that's why it's cool too to have somebody like you local, like, you know, because then breweries could reach out to like yeah. your company well, or to you and be like, hey, we have this weird beer. What kind of a barrel should I use? And you could say, here's what I got. I don't like, keep my wine barrel. All my wine barrels are in California mm-hmm. because we have a humidity control mm-hmm. warehouse. It has to be like specialized. And like the warehouses in Kentucky ain't like that. Yeah. You can't keep a wine barrel like good. So, yeah. but I do land them here sometimes. So I can, what I can do for beer people is if I have like a truckload of like, let's say like Angel's Envy um, and there's like three spots left, I can throw like a couple barrels from France onto the like the truck and like land it at um, Kentucky Bourbon Barrels, our partner. They're That's secondary awesome. coopers. Love them. Um, and they'll host it and like ship it out or you can kind of pick it up directly from them. So. That's kind of fun. Shout out Alex Martindale. Yes, my girl. Yeah. You know, Perry's moving. <laughs> Sorry. You know, Perry's, um, she used to work at Peerless. <laughs> she used to work at Peerless. She was um, a tour guide. And then she wanted to get into the barrel world. And I was like, if I could redo it, I would go back and be a Cooper first. Yeah, So I could sure. like look at a barrel, inspect it, and, you know, and then like sell it, whatever. But she has been like a quality first inspector for like two years, never missed a day. And um, now she's got it. Like she's getting married and moving away and like leaving the bourbon industry. That's what's bit. fun about the the <laughs> beverage industry too. There's when so many leave. personalities, and that well, <laughs> people come and people go. But man, you make so many, you meet so many interesting kinds of people that you might not meet if you were in like the tax trading or like stock trading world or right. something. Like there's some there's some characters there's, uh, yeah. in beer and wine and spirits. For sure, outcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jessica, we we asked you to bring a, a couple of items, maybe. Um, oh, I forgot the other one. That's all, that's all right. We Tell can talk about, about we can talk about the, the the one that you did bring. So, what would you what you bring for us and, and the listeners and and yourself? And myself, mostly myself. Um, We're happy you're here. Absolutely. <laughs> this is Hidden Barn Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Heck yeah. And it is the collab or the new brand from Neely Family Distillery. Um, and then the 5280 guys, Nate and Matt and Jackie Zycan, who was the master um, taster at Old Forester. And now she has ownership in this brand. So speaking of people that just left mm-hmm. the yep. job to go do something else, yes. this is a slight turn for her yeah. she's working with this brand yeah so Jackie Zykan was a master taster at Olfo um, and she's responsible for like picking out the birthday bourbons and the single barrel program and innovation like they really did build this brand around her um, yeah and she just left and now she's going to be doing her own thing and hitting that's super arm. cool yeah that's it's exciting. really cool like when people are at like, the top of their game and they're like I'm going to do something new I'm like yes especially you when know? they go to some kind of like more kind of niche, like more, mm-hmm. more smaller, you know, just yeah. to help build it up in their vision or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten to talk to her since, but I did read an article where she was like, I just like want to get my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Like she's very much is the person who like, she's a perfume line and like face wash and stuff. And she very much is a person who needs to work with her hands. And mm-hmm. so I cannot be more excited to open this. They opened with 60 bottles today. Wow. I was going to say this, this was just released the this same day morning. that we're, we're recording. That's incredible. Yeah. And Michael wrote me first to come here and then, um, I saw that they were having the release and I went to see Nate and but it pushed me. I was like, you know what? I could drive over there. That would be that's a reason to drive. It's an hour from here. Um is able to get it and it's a, yeah, a seven barrel blend. That's awesome. So, wow. so it is sourced at Ford. Neely. No, for, Neely from makes me, from, it. I'm, I'm sorry, that's what I mean. But the, yeah, it's they're all there. So But then five two eight oh and they so fifty two eighty whiskey, Nate now has a camper on Neely's site. He's been here like three weeks. He's gonna be coming back periodically. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's like um like a thing, like a like what you would want mm-hmm. in a brand. 
Do you think he goes to Bucky's to stock up on all the things he needs <laughs> before he comes him. back? Who Most certainly. Yeah. yeah. You, you know stuff him. is legit too and it has like a grease pin writing on it. That's that that to me is a standout. That's a signature. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I made him sign it. <laughs> as as you should. And you're sharing the sign bottle with us tonight. I mean, we appreciate that. Yeah, so let's much. drink. It's going to yeah. go to distribution let's... in Colorado and um, Kentucky next week. That's what I'm going to Colorado on Tuesday. There you go. Maybe you can find it. Yeah. I'm so excited. If I hate it, I'm just I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> if you... let's, we can go on this journey together. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. It's hard to find like. It? The bottle is bourbon the that I hate. beautiful. It's for you. Yeah. Okay. I like the branding. I All like right. the colors. It, it is marketing. it is really nice. So let, let's just go re- read this real fast. The Hidden Barns of Kentucky, painted black to hide the operations inside some, mm. and as an act of solidarity for the rest, still stand as a reflection of a time when those whose passion for whiskey making would stop at nothing. Mm. That same passion drives us to make whiskey the hard way because we love the process as much as the result. Wow. Shout out AB InBev. Was what? that their made the hard way thing? Remember that marketing campaign? What may seem inefficient to most is a portrayal of a labor of love to us. We embrace the natural variances and settle for nothing less than quality, no matter the cost. Distilled, aged, and bottled by Neely Family Distillery, Sparta, Kentucky. That's awesome. Uh, We're looking at 53% ABV, 106 proof, batch 01. That's incredible. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. (laughs) All right, let's, let's, I, I, oh man, I I almost didn't, hold on. I gotta, I gotta do the. Moisten the cork. Wait, wait. I do it, to, do it again for I the gram. To, I have to do it for the gram. For the internet. Okay, yeah. we're, doing, we're, okay. doing, we're doing things for the internet. So. Oh, not boomerang. Just do your thing that you were doing. Gramming it really helps bring out the aromatic properties as yeah. well. From what and, I've and it's and it's going to wet the cork and I can make a little sound into the microphone. Okay. There you go. And make it and make it look pretty good. So I guess we're we're doing this. We do this because we care right now. So I bet you listeners, uh, this is all for you. Shout What's out. This little shaky thing. Ooh. Ooh. So gotta get the sound. <laughs> Incredible, incredible. This is a pro, a pro right here. I'll let, I'll, let, uh, I'll let Jessica pour here, so that way she can control the, the quantities that are leaving her bottle. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, you as, as, she's, as she's pouring that, um, you know, one of, uh, you know, uh, Louisville's uh, new uh, beer industry staples, Kyle Yan, uh, How I Met Kyle was through Jessica. Oh, I love I love Kyle and his wife. As you're wearing a Woodenville whiskey shirt, represent tonight. my people. I love them so much. That was fun. We we met up at Silver Dollar. It was like right. They were yeah. planning on moving, but maybe they weren't they sure were, yet. They were going to move, and they didn't know if they were going to move to Florida or Kentucky. And like they were just like wanting to move, and they had roots in both places. Um, and then I brought Michael and. We convinced them that day. They will tell everyone. They made the right choice. I was like, you have to move to Louisville. Like, what? You have to. You'll love it. Florida. I have never seen, like, a couple flourish so fast. Like, they belong here. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. They've integrated so well. And, well, I mean, Ariel's from here anyway. Yeah. Ish, I was like, Kyle, there's beer. You like beer? There's beer. This city is a <laughs> he hotbed he for people <laughs> to come into. I mean, it, the amount of people we're getting from out of state is absolutely ridiculous. Well, and yeah. you, they don't want to go to Nashville. And Texas is... Texas and you know they've been to Denver and they're like you know they start migrating just east and mm-hmm. east and east and Louisville, like baby. right in the Midwest well I guess we kind of call ourselves Midwest kind but of. right there yeah. I remember uh, last October when we had uh, Caitlin Johnson big world's small uh-huh. girl in from from Austin for oh, beer week we almost convinced her to we, move to Louisville I mean she just she almost <laughs> like yeah she, she was from went. Austin she was just like exploring the streets of, of Louisville oh we took her down to Butchertown yeah and, and she, we were walking 
through the neighborhoods and she goes how much is that house and we told her and she goes that's like the, yeah. the cheapest price for a house in austin period and we're like and she she i think she like texted her partner right then and there to like hey we're moving well i yeah. think the housing prices are ridiculous but there's that i mean it's better it's still yeah. better here than in six in months places <laughs> Let's see that. all right so so jess okay. why, why don't you walk us through what we're what oh. we've got right now uh, it smells incredibly good okay to me it has um i always say like that neely craft funk so he's doing it on like a pot still. Is that the right term? Sure. Yeah. Um, and that's like super important to him to like do it that way. And so I can immediately, by nose in this, I'm like, oh, this is craft. It's like a craft product because it has that like funk, like that craft distillery funk that I don't personally always like. So, but I don't hate it. No, I, I think yeah. this is incredible. It's got, it just like clings to the side of the glass. These are incredibly uh, fancy tasting glasses we have going here. Yes. But <laughs> the best of plastic. Yeah, I know. I thought about bringing some because, you know. When we had the barrel, when we had the barrel proof Blantons on uh, about a month ago or so, I remember you saying it's melting the sides of the plastic. <laughs> it literally was melting the cup. I don't think it was. What do you, what do you this guys is, this smell? is incredibly good. So it's very light and bright to me. Grain. Um, yeah, I get a little, and then, but it, I also get like a light kind of honeysuckle oh, yeah. kind of like aroma coming off of it, and that kind of balances on the tongue. It's a lot lighter tasting than I thought it would be. Oh, you tasted it. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Well, um, I just it. I just go for it. I don't I don't not, not an official taster. Uh, but yeah, it's just too super, super light, bright, barely, but it's not super charred, dark, um, yeah. tanniny. It's like very, I mean, almost floral in like the bouquet or whatnot. Yeah, it, like I don't, <clears throat> I taste a lot of bourbon. I don't know how to critique it, but uh, <laughs> like huge grain profile. Like mm -hmm. you get that immediate like alcohol residual mm -hmm. in in a hundred and three or hundred and six proof. That That's probably because of that yeah. pot still. Yeah, yeah. But um, it does have that kind of craft. You it, called yeah. it a funk. I've yeah. never it's not funk. Um, yeah, but it's like a term people. It's like the Neely family funk. Like there's just like a okay because oh. it's like a craft. It, anyway, it, it immediately stands out from something that yes. is kind of mass produced. There's a certain aroma that kind of ticks. Yeah, um, it's hard to describe what exactly yeah. that is, yeah. but I funk is not a bad like way to think about yeah. it. Yeah, and and beer funk is like really revered that's, because that's, you can only achieve it what you through. Yes. Hey everyone, John here. At this point, the conversation was so good that it killed our audio recorder. No worries though, we got it back up and running for you, and now here is the rest of the conversation. It killed the podcast recorder, but no. we're back. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Are we we're live? <laughs> yeah, we're live. All right. Yeah, but uh, I guess what I was getting at was like funk in the like beer sense is always like a revered kind of term mm -hmm. because you can only achieve yeah. it with like a specific microflora that comes around and it's uh, I guess commonly associated with like open air fermentation, but from a barrel perspective where it's very like kind of sterile, you're um, getting, I guess, the barrel uh, conditioning and all that coming through very specifically as opposed to um, like any kind of like like you said, it's not a bad term. Yeah, yeah no, no, like, no. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know who's you're drinking and maybe like I'm not the distiller, you know, Royce Neely is a distiller. Maybe that like that funk is like their yeast strain or yeah. like whatever that like makes them who they are, which I think is super interesting that, you know, Jackie did go from Old Forester, which we all know, like the single barrel program, um, tasting the best barrels in the world um, to this, which is like really cool because she's like really wanted to go different. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, she's like, I believe in this. It's different. It's refreshing. To me, it's refreshing. And when you're on it, like when you're working with like a large, a, a huge brand, yeah. your goal is kind of to try to think mm -hmm. about like, what does the Mass customer produce. want? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the most appealing for the masses or whatever? But when you're doing something like this, 
you can either just kind of go crazy and experiment or what probably, you know, she, she might be doing is like, what do I want? Yeah. <laughs> like, what for, do I want yeah. this to be? You know? For a massive brand, you have to also consider consistency, yeah. mm-hmm. like making sure every single bottle of this label brand achieves the same amount mm-hmm. of price you know, point is more price point important there too. Like, so, yeah. yeah. And it, theirs won't be. So every bottle you will get at Hidden Barn. I sound like a rep. Hello. Every <laughs> bottle that you will okay. get at Hidden Barn will be different. Each batch will be different. Yeah. Um, because they're going to, you know, be working with different barrels and, and they're small batches or seven barrels shout out people in mid-career making moves for themselves yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to, yep. like, you did it you know yeah just you know taking your own path and making sure that you're, you're taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. what you I mean, want to jo- do is, john did that yeah. i mean right you used to work in finance or something yeah or, i don't know what commercial you contract arbitration that sounds credit insurance <laughs> doesn't sound like you at all that's boring <laughs> that's when i started drinking do you think you guys break. will ever leave b- beer did you do this full time? You do this full time? Um, I, yeah, I don't think so. I yeah. mean, if Spoiled. I if I ever retired, Spoiled. I would probably open a homebrew shop. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, for me, I think it's evolving. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I considered myself already leaving beer to mm-hmm. do this little oil trail thing. So like we're we're in beer, but it's also very much a tourism aspect. And I get to talk about how awesome Louisville is. And that's, that's what yeah. I really wanted. Like, I can talk about Louisville all day long. I can talk about beer all day long. So why I wanted and to that, marry yes. those two things. That's why I think we bond so much because I'm like, yeah, go Lou. Let's go. And any we, opportunity yeah. you get to do that kind of storytelling thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about with the barrels or mm-hmm. like you're talking about with the, the funk and like just small batch stuff. Like the storytelling aspect is so fun. And just like wine has built up this culture over, I mean, thousands of years, really. Uh, with kind of telling the stories of you know how the grapes grew in different regions and how they, they were affected by the level of rain that year and blah 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 like Louisville is starting to become a beer city with its own really kind of unique funk mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll say like its own yeah. little unique vibe um, that you don't get in like Denver or Asheville um, or you know St. Louis those are all incredibly good like beer cities but Louisville is its Sorry own thing. funky little weird beer city yeah. that being said as we were alluding to earlier I, I would love to see the city become like embrace barrel culture yeah. more because barrel aged Kentucky just, Common baby. It just makes sense for you know you you come to Louisville if you're a beer geek and like oh all the all the bourbons here so all the barrels must be here too so all the breweries have all the access to the, all those barrels yep. right and that's not the case mm-hmm. when you know Old Forester ships out so many barrels to Goose Island in Chicago we've talked oh, about there's this before, no barrels but like, no yeah there's there's nothing because it's it, they're all contracts they're all by by the truckload. I'll get you barrels. <laughs> I got you. There we go. Jessica's got you local. I got you. If you're local, if you're not local, I'm sorry. There are no bourbon barrels. There really are. And that's what like my problem is. If I do get like, I have a lot of like craft distilleries, like, you know, Neely, um, who will call me and be like, I have 20 barrels. I'm like, what am I going to do with just 20 yeah. barrels? You know, I so that's that. why I love yeah. my breweries because it's like, oh, you know, we have the Carters, we have Neely, like we have these like little tiny people with great fucking barrels. Yeah, might as well. Kentucky meets Kentucky bur- mm-hmm. barrel aged beer festival. We're gonna make it happen. I love it. Yeah, I that's that's it. definitely a thing. That should happen. That should definitely. I do happen. have some brandy barrels that are like held brandy. They're 1992. Ooh, and they uh, they're still brandy. they're still full in Spain, <laughs> and they held a brandy from 1940 something oh for like 17 years, and wow. then another brandy. And so I'm bringing them to Louisville, and so, I do have like. So if, you're, so if you're a brewery listening to this, yeah. if you're the first. So we're but, not we're not going to email this out. We're not going to talk about it. But if you're the first brewery 
to email us after listening DMs. to this show. Let us <laughs> know and we'll get you in contact with Jessica yeah. and we'll make this and happen. And I can tell you the exact brand. As it's long like as it's a Louisville intro collab. And, yeah. yeah. And you can yeah. call it before sats because I wasn't born until 93. So these <laughs> barrels are literally older this. than my yeah, pre yeah. I love, I, BS. Let's call it BS. Yep. I, okay. Okay. But <laughs> does beer and brandy work? Oh, yeah. Hell you can yeah. do amazing oh, barrel aged like great. brandy beers. Yeah. Yeah. I have some awesome brandy. Brandy wine aged with brandy is incredibly good. Um, even like doing like a uh, like Baltic porters with brandy is incredibly no. good. Yeah, stout, stout. I mean, stout. you want everything to be stout. a barrel aged stout. That's that's, that's the best. That's the best. See, I want to do an uh, American barley wine aged in a no. Spanish brandy barrel. Yeah. So what what is your take on the Louisville beer scene? I know that you're. I mean, you drink beer. You're not. You're not in it as. Like, I drink the same way we are. Ultra. I'm so sorry, but that's fine. That's and fine. sours. But, I really but, like sours. But we've been to breweries together. Like I yeah, know you drink. Yeah, yeah. So what what is your what is your perspective on our growing beer scene? And it can be truthful. Like I mean, what's what's going on? I'm. So when I was coordinating tours and I'm trying to find like not just whiskey all the time for people, um, I started looking at other things and I got into like the brewery. So I made a list. This was, gosh, what, five years ago? And I'm like, for the passport. Oh, exactly. That's why I appreciate you so much. Like you see the need and you fix it, you know, no packing peanuts. So, (laughs) so I, that's probably the name of the podcast. I started writing down these like breweries. I'm like, how do we have this many breweries? There's a lot of breweries. It's five years ago. And I'm like, I don't even know anything about it. It's not promoted. So I started calling them and being like, would you host people? Would you like show them? The, and like, no, no, no. You know, we're, we're actually brewing. Like, um, I forgot which brewery it was. The one down in Germantown. Monic. That was the first people to like have food and like beer. And they were like, yeah, sure. Bring the group in awesome. and we'll do a flight. And um, yeah, so I've always been interested and I've always but I don't know a lot about beer and it's like super intimidating to me. So I don't hang out at breweries because I think you have to like, you know, be a certain. So I go with like people invite me. Well, any new thing is so incredibly intimidating like that. Like, like, I feel like that about bourbon. Like there's so much to know. And like, you just feel like, but beer you people are like cooler. A tourist. Yeah, but beer people are cooler. Beer people are cooler, but whiskey people will talk you out of a room. It's yeah, annoying though. Yeah. Beer people are like, you know, I don't know. I mean, there there is something to be said though with the with the brewery tap room model because like you can go to a distillery and a tasting room, yeah. but it doesn't to me at least it doesn't quite feel the same way. Which I didn't, yeah. So it's like I needed to understand the culture of beer and like what could a, what could tour like tourists do at a brewery? Do you just like walk in? Do you do a tour? Do you set? Like what is the vibe? So that's like beer scene here. I feel like it's really really cool. I know there are a lot of people that I personally know who are working in it, and it's super cool and you started the passport which i think is like on this like i don't know why kentucky bourbon like trout doesn't own you guys it's you know it's partners um for the host state but kda you can send that email to uh, info at louisvilletrail.com no i mean kentucky bourbon trail the kda should be exactly shout out to jack yeah should be owners like you know like partners with the louisville trail like it doesn't make sense there should be a whole kentucky (laughs) there should be a whole okay but it's not gonna be just louisville it needs to be like every town in like kentucky so you're saying there should be like a A statewide organization of like breweries to help promote tourism there you go that's it that would be awesome that would that would be amazing to have i wish we had that i don't know why we don't we are a tourist state I just do not understand what something is, something for the consumer. You mean yeah, like, that's consumer yeah. focus? Yeah. I four years ago, uh, like million people a year for just the bourbon trial. Yeah, think about that. 
That's nuts. That was like four. I mean, I know COVID happened, so whatever. But there are at least a million people a year coming through these distilleries. We know because we're swiping IDs that like information is public. Like, well, like, why would we not? Yeah. Like, I feel like right now, too, like you, you know, like that was back pre-COVID. But I feel like everybody now is kind of like, is COVID over? I think COVID might be over. Right. Like everybody's <laughs> like kind of starting to plan their next vacation. Yeah. So like this is the perfect time to get Louisville's people's ear. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I He's think like, we've, well, we've probably had at least three million people on the ale trail. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> this this month, this quarter, rough numbers. Yeah. Uh, well, d- certainly in impressions, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, that can be said for sure. But uh, does the beer scene want that? Do oh, you we know? Might. We want it. We want you want people, people in your. Br- oh, I guess you guess you want. No, Who doesn't like money? <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. That, that's it's not a bad thing. And I think you know the problem is too. Like all these businesses are small businesses, um, mm-hmm. and so you you know it's it's so hard to a lot of the time running a small business. You're just putting out fires and treading water and just trying to you know make sure your employees are getting paid and happy, and then you're thinking about how to grow your business. But it's hard to kind of step back and be able to think about the whole, the city as a whole. Yeah. And that, you know, promoting Louisville as a beer destination or kind of linking it in with bourbon or other things going on and like horse racing, other things Louisville's kind of famous for, the food. Um, that's kind of where it's, yeah, it's nice to have like a third person that can kind of see the bigger picture and try to promote that instead of having to run in a tap room and stuff like that mm-hmm. every day. So bourbon yeah. is really good at that. Bourbon has like got that down. Like, but I feel like Louisville is making steps because now you have like Atrium, which is very like people focused. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are more tap rooms where I feel like when I was first learning, there wasn't. It was people just working hard. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I lived across from Fall City for a while. And shout out, th- shout out to Fall City Brewery. And I shout out to Guy on the Appalachian Trail right now. Oh, my God. Gosh, I, I literally lived in the house across from Fall City Brewery and Guy. No, it was, it was Travis. No, it was Guy. It was Guy. Oh, no, they were both working there. Who texted me one time, <laughs> who was like, your bedroom window is open. And my roommate at the time was like um, having like she had a pole in my room. They were filming a rap video. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> uh, that's great. they were like four girls, you know, like in like skimpy lingerie um, dancing in my bedroom window, which is like the tap room of Fall City Brewery. And he's like, I don't know if you knew if you were okay with it. Incredible. And I'm like, do you want me to close? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> like, leave it open. But yeah, it may have been Guy that... And I was like, oh, so that was before I even had been in. He was like, I watched you one time just... I heard your kids screaming and you like shut the door and you like sit on your front and you were just like looking at the sky. And I'm like, That's oh, awesome. God. <laughs> so I they were my home during COVID. Heck yeah. Yeah. We love Fall City. I, Speaking of uh, breweries that do a lot of work with barrels in the state, uh, we have a beer from Sig Lesher Brewery out yeah. of Frankfurt, Kentucky, which is a huge barrel and distillery hub for um, the entire nation. Uh, so we're going to get this open here. Um, this is uh, <clears throat> from a rye barrel. Um, so th- mm-hmm. we're expecting this to be a rye experience. It's a lager aged in rye. Yeah. They weren't the first ones to do it, but talking to Dylan about uh, their their brewer, uh, shout out Dylan, um, talking about how he was like kind of conceptualizing aging their Kentucky Common in bourbon barrel beers. And I was kind of like, man, would that be good? Like it's kind of, it's a lighter beer going into a barrel, but then we tried them and it was incredibly good. While I think we, while we do this, we might, we uh, might take a couple of questions from the internet. Absolutely. I do have a question first, real fast. You yep. said Zarzad Rye Barrel, like the actual, like, so Zarzad is a brand, but they also have Zarzad Rye. Do they have a collab with Zarzad in order to put that on their label? They So 
my answer to that is probably not. I don't know for sure. Oh, I think we read that wrong. It says scissoric. Scissoric. <laughs> they're like they're probably yeah. going under the radar. Okay. Yeah. The has a team of lawyers, guys. They have like 12 lawyers on no, staff. No, we, we read that wrong. It says... Uh, <laughs> c- it says uh, scissoric. Yeah. 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 Uh, but but that was like the geek. I'm like, oh, they actually how do no, they do right. it? This how is... do they? How are they able to put that on their label and how to, like Skyros ass cry or is it like a Buffalo Trace? You know, they're yeah. Okay. Um, if that was done with Skyros ass, they would have de- like they would have had to do a licensing yeah. agreement, right? And yeah. like, a- absolutely, definitely didn't just. I'm glad that's not. I'm, I'm glad so it's not Skyros ass. I'm glad it's not. It no, was no, like, no. And that's actually an important like part of the conversation around all this stuff because that is another reason that it's hard to do these collaborations. But but that's but that is the thing about is that they do often fly under the radar with with some of these things and they basically live by the idea of like it's better to ask forgiveness than permission absolutely yeah everybody so, wants to see and exactly absolutely yeah yeah, ba- yeah based on based on so much uh can artwork out there um it is it, it's scary how much can get on onto their uh onto their shelves I will say doing collabs has been one of like the perks of my job since like we are leasing. I know like which winery, which house, like what the that these barrels came from. And Bargetown Bourbon Company was able to meet with us, our term producer, and do a collab with the label. Cool. And then we had Jordan Winery and Whistle Pig do a collab with an across country aging. They also worked with the brewery. Um, and so like I am able to connect wineries to breweries and breweries to you know, like that is kind of cool if you have someone who's willing. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. as I pull up some questions, uh, yes. from Reddit, uh, we're going to do a whiskey edition, but real fast, uh, let's go through this beer. It's really light. It's really bright. It gives me a lot of like, uh, you can tell it's aged nice. for a while. Um, the barrel kind of brightens it up in a strange way. It's yeah, it does. much lighter than you would expect it to be. I disagree. It's totally copper. I get nothing I but caramel on, on it. I just mean <laughs> yeah. like I, I expected it to be a much you. heavier beer. Um, so yeah. this is as uh, as lusty and sweet as the quarter from which it was named after. This lager pays homage to the shared oh. and complex history between Kentucky and New Orleans. Okay, aged in uh, Sizzarek rye barrels for a rye <laughs> on rye experience. Expect notes of riverboats, gamblers, and beautiful ladies. Cigars not required, but recommended. Yeah, I'm not. Does that, this I'm taste not like beer to you? Like, it's uh, definitely. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't like beer that much. I love this. Well, barrels and beer can do such interesting things <laughs> exactly. because, like, in spirits, you know, you're trying to pull those tannins out and all those different compounds and stuff to kind of like cut the harshness of the booze and to develop the unique flavor profiles. In beer, it's not particularly boozy usually, so the the tannins usually are kind of like just tend to offset the sweetness of the of mm-hmm. the beer instead of kind of adding sweetness like it does in bourbon you know it's probably the best example that does this wonderfully yeah it's not sweet no, at all it's really good have just that that full profile of a barrel yeah, yeah. i'm obsessed with this yeah i really am <laughs> have you ever heard of sig lusher before no so that great little frankfurt spot. definitely go the yes a lot no of- i've been okay yeah yeah yeah. i've been twice <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> and their their brewer is yeah. uh he's a he's a wizard of just kind of kind of yeah. these like off the wall yeah. used to pairings. he used to work at uh fall city, fall city. Yeah. yeah yeah he was there brewer, time ago. Uh, I, before Cam, I think. I went the first week I started working with this company. That's how I like okay. So I do have some some questions from Reddit. This is uh you know, you know, usually we go are you familiar with Reddit? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a there's a beer subreddit that we pull questions from occasionally, but I thought why not do a whiskey edition uh, with their whiskey subreddit? So we're gonna try to answer a few questions for these folks. And the, okay. this first one's an easy one. 
because uh, it's just kind of what, what what you probably hear a lot, or we all probably hear a lot. It comes from a user old news underscore used gym shoes. Okay, help. <laughs> What's best for a beginner? I really want to like whiskey. What's best to start off with as a beginner? Brand type, mixed drinks or straight? Hmm. Jessica, how would you answer that question? Um, here's how I answer it from a that perspective. I always say like. Angels and Bee there you go. is a gateway bourbon. It is finished in a port barrel, so it's a lot more sweet. If you get the rye, Angels and Bee rye, it is literally like liquid sugar. Um, I mean, it's because it's finished in a rum barrel. So the Angels and Bee rye is finished in a rum barrel. So it's rye whiskey in a rum barrel. Um, but it is very, 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 And, and very you can sweet. also find at this point Angels and Bee. Oh, every, yeah. everywhere. Well, it's owned by Bacardi um, now, right? Is yeah. that right? So to me, that was that's like what I noticed most of people who were like really don't help. I don't like it at all. I'm like, oh, and then pair it with chocolate. Totally like, do the whole thing yeah. like back and forth chocolate, like a shimmer, like the orange. That's shimmer. a good tip, just to find uh, something to kind of complement the flavors. Cause, yeah, because yeah. once you feel like that bourbon buzz, like that body buzz that bourbon gives you, you will like it, and you will sit and learn to like it because you want, you know. You there's also the hug. The hug in Kentucky. Yeah, the Kentucky <laughs> hug. You don't want it to go from your like tell, what is it? Your windpipe to your tailpipe. That's not good. <laughs> but you want it to feel like, mm, it's if a new you, Charles Booker slogan. <laughs> from your windpipe to oh your God. tailpipe. <laughs> when, when we were That's tasting awful. that hidden barn, I mean, I just got a, a little bit because I don't, I don't mm-hmm. taste that much bourbon. So, I But mean, if you, if you taste something and you're like, oh, like it burns like not in a good way, you're like kind of, th- don't drink that. Yeah. Well, not I, I describe no, I mean, as but a like hug. It. So sure. uh, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the point. It that is, is gross, the, but that's why you drink it. No, that's your gag. You drink it because of peer pressure. <laughs> by, by one individual here at this table. You mean? <laughs> I, I, I dig a bird. Um, David, Not how, as much as Moeller. David, how would you answer this question? I, I was curious how Jess was going to answer um, going either like a low proof or a high proof. Um, I always akin it to how like I got into IPAs, which was going to the most bitter and then uh, taking everything a back step from there. It was not as bad as that. It's not mm-hmm. as bad as that. That's how I drink scotch. That's how okay. I learned to drink scotch. Yeah. Like the most peat it to the least peat it. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean. If, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So if, I love that. As, as a sadist. Um, <laughs> drink, as, a, as a sadist? I mean. Sadist, yeah. Uh, pain it, and pleasure. If I, if I were to do bourbon, I would probably start off at something like. Um, like Knob Creek barrel strength or something. That's yeah. actually really good, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you don't know that when you start. <laughs> you, know, you, just, you just know that it hurts a lot. It hurts, it hurts so good. But, like but eventually, idea. it becomes the best. So, um, I, Interesting. I think the best advice is probably to call your travel agent, book a ticket to Louisville, Kentucky, Come here yes. and like go on go on a uh, fucking eight, yeah. Go on a bourbon tour. Like go yes. to one of the distilleries. Angels Envy is actually a great place to take a tour. Um, and yes, if you're doing absolutely. it while they're mashing, like they'll let you like you can smell the mash and they'll let you. Yeah, exactly. And then you can taste the stuff as it's developing character in the barrels. Uh, buy Fred Minnick's book and just have a whole like experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, to me, just that kind of learning yeah. about the process is the best yeah. way to kind of get yourself into meeting it. the people behind yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Once yeah. you buy into a story, I like it. Uh, and buy a little ultra passport while you're here and get yeah. some beer. You too. know, if anybody ever likes Woodford, I'm like, you've never been to Kentucky. <laughs> just saying. Wow. Yeah, I, I, would, <laughs> I would say uh, for, for me, just because it's something that I can drink every day. So therefore, in my mind, it's like it'd be good for a beginner to sure. drink too. it would probably be uh, Jim Beam Double Oak. Solid. It's it's accessible. It's, it's cheap. Uh, it tastes mm-hmm. fine. 
like it's 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 not the best thing out there, but it's it's there for exactly what you need. You can you can mix it and you not and not mm-hmm. feel bad about it. You can drink it straight and it's mm-hmm. good. Larceny is the same way. Yeah, yes. larceny mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Larceny was my first one I could like actually tolerate. Next question comes from Celestian. So, so I don't know what that means, dude. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's it's hot today, guys. Like it's 104 degrees heat yeah, index. Man. So I wanted to find this question, and and I think this guy probably had this in mind. Whiskey in the fridge during summer? Yes or no? I live in a small apartment and I don't have a cool place to keep my whiskeys. I'm in the Netherlands. Okay, so he's not in Kentucky. And there's a heat wave. It's 28 degrees Celsius in my apartment right now. Is it better to keep my whiskey in the fridge at 8 degrees or at 28? There is no in between, unfortunately. So I think he's doing too much. Just put it in the fridge or add ice <laughs> yeah. to it. You're going to drink the whole bottle. You're not trying to like resell it. Like freaking just put it in the, just put it in the fridge. Right. And you could like say that, you know, you're not going to get the full flavor if it's like cold or you could well, say just, it's going to yeah. get more. But if it's just hot as shit and you're like sweating, put it in the fridge, bro. Well, Barton will do barrel picks in the winter out in their warehouse, which I've heard several barrel pick groups like not like because they're like, it's freezing and you can't yeah. taste the whiskey. But it's like it's hot summer day. You don't really want to as much. Like yeah, exactly. you're not trying to like you could just like let it thaw out, I guess. I, I, I yeah. put it in the freezer, man. Let's oh, maybe get, go for, get that cold. But is he saying it gets too hot and he needs to? I, I think that, yeah, I think his thing is, is that like the whiskey is getting a temperature. So will it affect it? It's getting too hot. So but, all, but also 28, I don't remember the conversion between Celsius and Fahrenheit because I'm an American, but I feel like 28 <laughs> Celsius is not that hot. Yeah. Like it's not, it's also not being exposed to the sun, which is it's another not 104 thing. degrees. <laughs> right. I mean, some people really enjoy like a bourbon with an ice cube, but for me, it's always been room temp. Like, yeah, yeah. Y- that's you know, usually that's how I drink it. But I, I like it on yeah. the rock sometimes too, honestly. Rocks during the summer all day. Yeah. I'm like, Buffalo yeah. Trace on ice, please. Yeah, um, sure. But especially if, if you're I'm out taste- drinking socially, like I just get on the rocks because you can drink. But it, right. I would never put this on the rocks yeah. tasting right. it for the first time. If, if it's my first time tasting something, yes, I no. want it neat. Oh, yeah. I want it room temp. You should. I want every you note should. that's yeah. in there. If I like it, well, I always like it. I'm an equal opportunity drinker. Um, <laughs> but um, you, really like I, you know what? I, I disagree with that. I think yeah. you should come over to my place and I will give you whiskeys that I know for sure you will not like. And then what? Because they're not from Kentucky. Did you ever, did honestly. You, you already bourbon. named honestly, one that I don't like. So Honestly, you're not going to like it. And I want you to experience not liking it. I, I, I <laughs> remember and then we're going to shoot a rap video in her roommate's uh, bedroom. Hey! I, I can't remember, but I remember I told you guys about this and I think you may have tasted it with me at my place in the highlands but it was they they described it as a, a as a green whiskey because they used unkiln oh, yeah i remember and that it was from new york wrong girl no no it was you <laughs> it was, it was, it was you cuz i you were the only one I was tasting bourbon with it was awful <laughs> like it was just so it was the worst it was some of the worst whiskey i've ever tasted green cuz cuz they what what was the green it was just an unkiln like wet like malted whiskey. I remember like, when you had that, but I can't remember what it tasted like for the life of me. I don't know. They sent it to me probably in packing. a whole episode of shitty bourbon. Not shitty, just <laughs> different. They, they, just they, not they sent it to me as a sample probably in shitty packing peanuts. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah, <laughs> you're already pissed. <laughs> you're like, already like, no. <laughs> um, so next question comes from, uh, now this is where it gets controversial. All right. Just from Just a Bug Report. What popular whiskey do you think tastes awful? Hmm. I'm willing to bet everyone has a whiskey they just don't understand the appeal for. So we were talking earlier about everybody's got those brands they associate with like like 
nights where you kind of overdid it and <laughs> so, so southern comfort wouldn't be considered a it's its own thing mm. but that's one that i'm always like mm. that's not something that applies to the masses that's just me personally <sighs> but but it's but it's there it's not i mean it has nationwide distribution yeah like somebody i just can't with that likes stuff it. somebody loves it i don't Do know they? they just keep buying it like trying to test it and then just keep you know so, so they're so they don't they don't have a loyal fan base they yeah. just have like one person they have people who are like this, like i want to try bourbon this looks good i I'm mean Bra- buy it. brand foreman sold it for a reason i'm sure so yeah i'm trying um, to think of other I don't big know. I don't brands don't that i just really it, will always yeah. say no to i mean honestly some of the some heaven hill brands are a little bit rough for me but that's kind of the point some of them are yeah, great i was gonna say if you understand like to me i'm like popular no yeah because if you understand like each of those whiskeys have a purpose mm-hmm. you know you're like yeah. oh that's good for like everclear you guys have everclear there's a purpose for that and it's for stupid high schoolers who are like trying to hide and don't know any better yeah or, yeah. or, or keeping the or keeping the homebrew shop bathroom or, yeah, exactly or, there's yeah. a handle of everclear like uh, less than 20 feet away from us right now i was uh, like oh i haven't seen everclear since high school why is in the bathroom <laughs> i keep that in there for when the really annoying customers come in and i just go in there and <laughs> get you really nice. and drink. Yeah. Uh, i'll throw out that the the story before of going from highest proof to lowest proof okay taught me that i didn't like low proof whiskey so i don't enjoy basil hayden no i don't enjoy basil hayden not not anything on the brand but Mm -hmm. i just don't like for me it just doesn't do enough well i don't enjoy like a lot of jim beam like i like the jim beam double oaked um jim beam black is great in coke but i don't yeah, I feel not like I've had Jim Beam so much too. It's like hearing like that Carlos Santana song. It's like there's nothing wrong with this song. I'm just it's it's just like I'm kind of sick yeah, of it. Are you talking like... about Smooth, the two time <laughs> no, the two time Grammy award winning? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Jim Beam. It's the Jim Beam of uh, the early two thousands pop yeah. music like genre or whatever. I, so I I have such a small sample size. I haven't had a, everything that they put out. I've only had the one bottle that I have, but it's something I I don't like at all. Uh, and it's it's Widow Jane. I don't know if I've I just that. Yeah, I just it's out of New York, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. Uh, it but they, they have more. They have a lot of different releases. That's the thing. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember what I have in the basement, but it, I know that sat there after like two two tries, and it's just I'm not going to return to it. If I'm going to be completely honest, I felt the same. But then I met Lisa Roper Wicker. No, and, I met her too. And yeah, I was like, and well, I spent a lot still. of time with her, and <laughs> I heard about like the New York water that they do and this and that. Um, I've had some that I'm like, I like it. Have I bought a bottle? No. But so I don't, once you kind of understood their funk, you kind of started well, no, to like actually, it. No, actually, I don't. Michael's right. I don't. I don't. I don't buy it. I think it's. Yeah. But Heaven Hill just bought the brand. So I'm like, how? Yeah, here, here was, I called somebody and I was like, I just don't understand how they were selling enough cases to be bought by Heaven Hill. That's crazy. Yeah. But so that makes me think like, but all of Widow Jane is old juice. And so Heaven Hill um, is changing ownership. Everybody is retired. It's in the part of the family, and the sisters taking over, and they're trying to get. Right. Yep. They want to own everything. Like they're still yeah. family owned. But they want to own everything, and so Widow Jane only sources older whiskey, and they're selling for like triple the price point. So they're like, we'll just buy Widow Jane, funnel all of our old barrels into that brand that's already selling, and just like promote the shit out of it. So no, it doesn't have to be good, but it's a matter of like, how can we sell fourteen year old whiskey for triple the price of sure. what Widow Jane sure. is? But so you said something interesting though that you you didn't care for the whiskey but then you met the person yeah it's like you have to come to kentucky and like that <laughs> is a story that i subscribe to because that that happens so often that i th- there is bad beer everywhere that i drink because i have a memory tied to it mm-hmm. either by a person or a place or an event 
and it could be objectively or subjectively just not not for me but at the same time i am fine with it because yeah. other experiences trump the, yeah. the actual taste that's like 291 for me okay like sure. i wouldn't normally pick that up off the shelf but i like believe in those people so much that like after you know the people you can understand the product I think, yeah, um and so to me 291 is the perfect like old-fashioned whiskey like I, I always mix it i can't drink it straight but i can put it in old-fashioned and I enjoy it pretty similar philosophy about beer and the craft breweries that open here i always give i always say that like it takes about a year to get used to your system to get used mm -hmm. to your production um and and bourbon obviously is on uh scales beyond that so you know giving someone probably five to seven years to figure <laughs> things out it's not an unreasonable right. ask no. of, of like no i agree like, it, it, and it's good to have that story have the connection and still be supporting uh these people along their journey as mm -hmm. they become you know a, a prominent brand yeah. which uh, almost all bourbon turns out to be prominent but yeah very um, rarely do i go out to to drink a beer somewhere because I want a specific beer. <laughs> like usually I'm just going where my where somebody's hanging out or yeah. where there's like an event that I want to go to. Yeah. Or just like whatever's on my drive home from work, honestly. Like it's more of that third space idea that we talk about sometimes yeah. than it is like chasing down a specific like holy grail well, thing. We're still that I want. recovering from prohibition. Like we don't it's have true. like, you know, it's like you had family generation, generation, generation. Now we don't have families. We're all transplants. We don't have like grandpa teaching us anything the craft of making beer and making spirits was lost. And yeah. so we're like the first generation, I think is like figuring it out and starting to open up new like breweries and distilleries and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Just like I we support people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, John, your, your ceiling's linking. I, I turned up the AC <laughs> for you guys and it looks like we're getting a condensation, uh, condensation drip. All right. Just want to make it's sure like, that wasn't like a pitch. Yeah. Like I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the, for the ceiling to break down and water to come down on us. <laughs> that'll that'll be, be, uh, is that a sign? I, yeah. A sign from the Lord. Um, that's when our Patreon subscribers will go through the roof. Uh, when that gets caught on camera. No, no precisely. Um, all right. So the, uh, the, the last one that I thought, uh, would be fun to talk about. Uh, because this has to do with either pain or celebration. I can't quite. Pain? Or, or celebration. Pain I can't. or pleasure. Well, or celebration. Uh, <laughs> this one comes from Frisbee Flyer 175. It was posted today, and oh. I grabbed it just in time. Suggestions needed. Whiskey bottle for closure after divorce. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going right back to Knob Creek Barrel Proof. <laughs> Wait, closure like is a gift to her? I would assume for yourself. I would assume to like get hammered and just be like, yeah, this like, is a new chapter. It's, I'm it's either I'm celebrating or I'm going to get fucking like. That guy is just drunk. hurting and wanted some support. So we shall support him. Um, is there a celebration bourbon? <laughs> Nothing celebrating. There's a celebration like beer, but not a bourbon. I don't know. Like Take a bourbon. bourbon vacation, bro. Come to Louisville. Get come away to from Louisville. It all. That is our advice. Tell him yeah. to come to Louisville. We will show him all the bourbons. And yeah. Oh, um, okay. So, okay. So story time. And Thoroughbred Lounge 8. For me, for me, I can only speak from my experience. I went through a divorce four years ago. Um, which was a great, like a great reset of like who you are and like your identity and that kind of thing. And I was just, just, just starting to get into whiskey. And, um, I had a bottle of blends, which at the time was like, you know, it was like, I had five bottles in my bar and I had never opened it. And I was like super sad and depressed and alone, but like, I'm not like the person to like go out. You know, I'm like not that alone. I'm like, oh, my couch is comfortable. Um, and I was like, I'm going to open that bottle just because I can, just because I can't. 
So, and I like got a bubble bath drawn and like I sat in it and like I just like drink half this bottle of Blanton's. Um, and so now anytime I'm having any guy problems, I like have my bottles labeled like like they're, they have a name. If I ever like care about someone enough to like care about them. You have, they have your bottle. bottles labeled? Um, yeah, like for the guys. Like, like physically? Yeah, it's like a thing I do now to be funny. Like anytime they I love pay, it. But it's like a joke kind of, but it's like anytime I'm sad enough to like need a drink and I'm like with like, if I'm like talking to this person, like I will drink that. And I'm like, when the whiskey's gone, so are you, fucker. But not really. It's like a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. But, I love it. But I would say to this guy, for him to drink the most expensive bottle, if he's a collector, to Fuck drink yeah. the most expensive bottle that he owns, that he's saving, to just remind yourself of who you are and that you're like, you're not waiting to celebrate life. You're like celebrating now. And I like, love that. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. And that's you kind of, if you like, write her, her, his or her name on the bottle, you write and every their name. time you're yeah. like, having a bad night yeah. you drink a drink yeah Holy and when shit. the bottle's empty yeah you throw it at a fucking okay. car and like <laughs> but it's done i did have a green bottle that i bought for this guy i was dating for like a year the only guy like dated for like a year since my divorce um and we were like gonna drink it on christmas and then he like you know like found another girl he's married to her now good for them but i like had brought it over because we were gonna like have this like closure talk and he's like i don't drink anymore mm. <laughs> i was like oh okay so i drank half of it most of it like this much like I'm not proud of myself but I did throw it at him but Blanton's is really easy to throw because <laughs> he answered he answered the call from as we're having our closure talk I haven't talked to him like three weeks he answered the call from the girl that he was like he like just like you know, bailed out on me with yeah. And so I like, threw the bottle at him, and he caught it because it's like a baseball shape. You know, it's like wrapped. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna, <laughs> okay. So if you're gonna drink, like drink alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love, I love that. Is that <laughs> sentiment that, yeah. of like just it, whenever you're having I'm a so, bad day, label the bottle, and then yeah. like yeah. It's, it's when amazing. you go and you have it, and you're like, oh, well, yeah. This, this is how much they've done to me. This is my like liver failure. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just like no, it's just a good reminder. If you have a bad exactly. day mm-hmm. and then you drink this bottle, it's like mm-hmm. this person isn't helping me get better. <gasps> yeah, they're they're helping me. You know, Honestly, yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to buy a label maker. <laughs> no, I just write with it. Like if you, I have bland, I store my empty blends above my kitchen sink, and they do have like names on them. But it's like now I don't okay, even like. Jessica, I have, that's like a graveyard. That's like serial killer <laughs> stuff. Um, no, I only have like three. I have three, like two and a half, and so I don't even care like i don't have feelings enough anymore to even like open my bottle yeah. now i have like three blends like stored and i'm like i don't even need these i don't even care enough to care which is also really sad <laughs> i love that no, that's sorry awesome. i'm like no one's worth i don't know if you really want to disrespect them you can use it and to like make a tom collins or something just like well, pour more, some like walmart sour mix in there and uh, okay but it's more about yourself yeah, you know exactly. it's like yeah. if you're gonna like open this bottle, you're gonna really enjoy it you're gonna like really like you're gonna appreciate it and that's a good like positive endorphins yeah. to negate the divorce. I think you're onto something there. I think that's like uh yeah. it's it's good to kind of sometimes take things that are inside you and be able to put put them in something in the world that you can yeah. look at and then it's not in your head anymore. Yeah. It's like so you can I'm come to it when genius. you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pe- people everywhere if you are getting into a nuptial agreement mm-hmm. Everyone, like, yes. write your spouse's name on Good them. advice is kind of, no. Get a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, like, label the bourbon you have so they can't take it in your divorce. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they make papers for that that you can sign. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, no, but whiskey collections amongst, like, being in the bourbon community, I don't know if it's the same in beer, but, like, really. men who are getting divorced, like, their wives know how much their whiskey collection is worth. And so oh, they're, like, starting to yeah. use that as, like, so I'm like, oh, label your whiskey first. <laughs> I would never give I think, no. I think I think the joke is for a lot of guys, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this bottle only cost us like ten dollars. Yeah, but it's yeah. worth right, so right, much right. more. Oh, you're making <laughs> your beer. 
yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, this bottle like cost me like, it was like 70, it was like, but it's it was... worth 500 on secondary. But so. no, but nobody's going to admit that to the wife. Especially the wife Airbnb. The wife They're not going to admit any of that. Yeah. Well, have you ever know. told? Hold on. Have you ever told that story before? It's not a great story. Tell me the story. You can do the one. Tell me right version. now. Come on. It's tell a good story. Come on. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll Everyone's do it. doing we'll it. Do it. Do you want me to tell it? <laughs> no, tell no, it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> tell, tell it. it. I lived it. I lived tell it. it. So, so um, in the spirit of true greed, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I enlisted Being my a house. Yeah, I enlisted my house onto one of the finest uh, uh, house sharing property uh, applications, mm-hmm. mobile applications in the United States, um, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, Derby is in April. This place is a hotbed. Louisville is amazing. Um, also, I can make my entire like three months mortgage and probably a week. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So that was the plan. When I and- lived downtown, COVID happened. I was like, God damn it. That was my derby plan. <laughs> it's $1,000 a night for a house downtown in Louisville. That's oh, all I'm going to say. But um, imagine, imagine if that sweet, sweet reward of, you know, three, four months mortgage was totally wiped out yeah. by a single visitor. Um, so I, I started listing my house a little bit earlier in uh, <laughs> December. Um, I had I had a place I could go. Um, my parents. <laughs> so I, I started like, hey, let's do this like weekend gig. Side hustles are in. You yeah. know, let's 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 hustle. Let's- <gasps> do they get into collections? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, please! I'm ready. I'm ready. So, okay. So so, so, so the the plan was that, like let's get a couple reviews under our belt. Let's get really strong, five stars, everything. Um, and leading up to April, and um, I did that until about February twenty fifth, twenty. 19 i don't remember the specific date or anything but <laughs> blacked it out um, <laughs> i had one visitor and it was mostly weekend stuff and somebody said i want to book the whole week and i said uh yeah, that's really inconvenient for me about money so let's mm-hmm. do that um and and i like like spread my wealth <laughs> around a couple friends like i'll stay two nights here three nights here like i was a traveling uh, muse at this point um and you know they came in and i was like you know what i've, I've had like five six eight guests here you know things would be fine and they've been never a week so let's not drive by the house and like see what's going on or anything like that and um you know like day three i'm like i kind of miss my home <laughs> you know um they're like still you know let's let it be let's go you know whatever um so any, anybody that I invited into my home to stay as a guest i i always had like a uh what i would call the stock bourbon collection mm-hmm. which yep. is kind of like shelf stuff you um, should have if you have an airbnb in kentucky certainly yeah. so it was um you know a bullet bottle a knob creek bottle you know several other bottles that you know i could just go that i collected over time if they drink it it's fine it's like mm-hmm. 30 bucks they're paying me to stay there so i always welcome them and said hey if you want to get into this go for it I said but these cabinets don't touch anything in the cabinets because i've been collecting bourbon for the greater part of five years so don't touch anything in the that's cabinets. where you fucked up son yeah yeah <laughs> oh. so uh my cabinets don't have locks on them because kitchen um but whatever you're not a psychopath yeah <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah so so i had this person stay and when i returned after the seventh day i had my full payment of you after know the like seventh day on the seventh day, <laughs> on I returned, the seventh day, <laughs> um, I returned. I opened my cabinets to get 
uh, what I, I would can beat the fuck out of him. I, I could only no <laughs> just uh, her her. First of all. <gasps> yeah, still. Um, and I I think I was just getting like oatmeal out or something, and uh, my entire <laughs> my entire bourbon collection had just been absolutely pillaged. What? Um, yeah. Were, were the bottles there but empty or gone? No, so they were gone. Um, they did leave me. What, what if they didn't what? even drink it? What if they just took it? They just so, took it. So I'm not I'm not totally. She sure. knew someone that knew someone that could give. Well, she was from California, so maybe. Did you this give her a zero thing. star? Um. Well, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what, what, what'd you What'd you have in the cabinet? Um. So <laughs> I can't hear this. I'm oh, taking these off. I, 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 I can't hear PTSD. This. I had um. I had a uh, Elmer T. Lee signed by the distiller. <laughs> um. Several Blanton's bottles. Um. Just about one of every special release that you could probably. Okay, get. but those bottles are hard to get, and that's part of like the journey. You know, it's it like took you years. worked, you yeah. worked to get these. So, did you follow? Like, did you follow charge? I would have. Yep. Done. Oh, so, so they were missing. So I was immediately like, "What in the world?" So I like went through the rest of the house. I'm like, "Maybe they just moved." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just the first day, like, denial. Yeah. You know, this do- this doesn't need to be in the same cabinet as the oatmeal. Let let's put this by. Yeah, right. the, the, <laughs> put this by the the, the, the tools well, in the back. But it was the five stages of grief. Right mm-hmm. now, yeah, he's so, going through denial. So I was yeah. in denial, and then um, all the Jung quotes uh, this week not so provided that, so, by me. So I'm like, they're not here. Where could they possibly be? I'm like, well. If they drink it, they should have thrown it away like responsible adults. So I walk out to the trash. Yeah, can. go through your fucking trash. Oh, so there is you find? 13 bottles that were just <gasps> completely annihilated. Oh my god. This was a single 20-year-old. No, she staying, had people over. Oh, I, I'm well aware. Uh, <laughs> she's probably filming a rap video in your uh, <laughs> <laughs> was, it <laughs> was it you? <laughs> what, what, what were you oh doing in February? This is why we invited <laughs> you on the podcast tonight. <laughs> This is one big interrogation. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm nervous. I don't know why. I'm like, no, actually, it wasn't. I'm, I'm Are you like sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You Do you have friends in California? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I could look her up. I think her name was Jessica. All right. Who do we have to invite next week? Who's, uh, who's the next yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was devastated. They were completely gone. Airbnb told me to get shoved. Um, yeah. No, they, they didn't. Yeah, oh, yeah, you had they, no own, Oh, yeah, because you left those. <laughs> it's your fault. Well, yeah. They kinda, said, they yeah. said we don't reimburse for alcohol. Could I you argued, an insurance claim? I argued, I argued that they were collectibles, and Airbnb also that's, said that's to, to me get shoved. Is, that's, um, Are you kidding? Yes, that's like part of my house. Like that, my bottle is worth more than adjuster, my. As a former insurance adjuster, I'm just wondering if I would deny the claim. My like bottle. You invited is- him in your house. You didn't put a lock on the cabinet. I, oh, I'm just, you know, I didn't think about is that. Is it theft? No, he did that. He's an idiot. I'm yeah. just kidding. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I'm, I'm just I'm saying sorry. for my approximately. He believed in the best of people. You believed in people being good humans, yeah. and not everyone is a good human. That that she sucked. Yeah, I gave you six bottles for free. Don't get into the. Did she drink those? No, <laughs> didn't touch them. Left them be. Did you talk to her? Oh yeah, we had we had okay. Then numerous conversations. Tell me the rest of the story. Did she oh, deny? Maybe? No, no, there was no denial. Um, in fact, she offered me a small mon- or a large monetary settlement of three hundred dollars to replace the oh. thirteen bottles of rare bourbon. That you could have went missing. to small claims court. I watched enough Judge Judy growing up to know that's a, <laughs> that's a thing. Okay, Judas Scheindler might That'd have be a great an excellent episode too. Like, <laughs> oh hell yeah! Like, I got yeah. paid out, but I, I was offered a small amount of three hundred dollars. Um, I turned you sh- that no, you take it and then you take oh, it to court. I, I definitely accepted <laughs> it. I just never received it, uh, so that was a thing too. It's oh, even worse. Yeah. You should have pressed charges. Yeah. Well, she asked about. She was like, "So, how much is this worth?" And I was like, "Well, we're in the ballpark of like twenty five to three thousand dollars." And she was like, 
well, I don't have that. And I was like, cool, neither do I. So I'd like it back. So, like, uh, um, um, well, lesson learned. Well, and then I also, you know, filed with Airbnb and said, hey, there's a party here. I have it in text that, like, because I, 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 you did drive by like a stalker. You no, I you didn't. Did no, I hadn't. Oh, I hadn't. Okay. I, I approached because there were certain <laughs> marijuana cigarette ashes um, in my sink, um, which I don't give a fuck. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I was that just like, I was at this party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was me. Sorry I'm about so, that. Listen, I got you. And she I'll said, she you. said, she said, I had some family over. I said, I don't care if you had your goddamn dog over. <laughs> I leased this house to you on a contract for one person, not 15. And she was like, well, I just had some friends. So I had all that. I had her dead to She's rights. like, you guys, guess what? The good stuff's in this cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. The, I'm the, balling. The favorite answer was, um, you told us not to touch any of the beer. <laughs> like, mm. oh, oh, well, that. At this point, True. I would have rather them gotten into the beer, but whatever. So I'm assuming you still have all the bottles. You get yourself a grease pin. We write her name <laughs> oh, on all oh. the bottles. Where were you three years ago? Yeah, Jessica? exactly. I would have been, so yeah. been so you hurt. You smashed them, yeah. yeah. Did you? She smashed them in the trash can. Oh. <laughs> so that goes to my point. Drink your bourbon. Yep. Drink, drink your bourbon. Don't, I completely don't agree. wait. And, and and drink your beer too. But yeah. I've turned into that person I'm, though. I'm, now I don't open some of my collectibles. Well, you know, I'm like I was. It was hard to open this one today, honestly. And I'm like I'm not this person. Thank you. So I am much. not this person. You know, just because of what it is. Yeah. But I'm like no, because bourbon is meant to be shared. It's meant to be in community. You should stock up in case like the world goes to shit, and you can use it as bartering. I fully believe in that. <laughs> I totally. paid. For many, like half my life in bourbon. That's actually true. It is. I'm like, you <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm well aware. <laughs> I'm like, Michael, <laughs> I will pay you in whiskey. <laughs> when the US dollar collapses, there will still be the duck racing website and that will become the new, uh, <laughs> the new Federal Reserve. Yeah. So, I do know. I do know people that um, were either quitting or lost their job over the course of the pandemic and literally survived off of collectibles absolutely freaking lootly yeah. and it's like yeah it's like money in your house it's yeah so so we've talked a lot about uh whiskey tonight as as i thought we would uh but david what's what's going on in louisville as far as beer news goes yeah so some big news um old louisville brewing is celebrating their sixth anniversary that's crazy um this friday um if you've never been there it's charming it's in downtown louisville well technically old louisville, old louisville. if you will um six uh, six mag six mag yeah six mag so head downtown um they're gonna do their favorite uh peanut butter and jelly ale which is always like mm-hmm. a crowd favorite. favorite they're putting out again have you ever been i drink that um it's good it's very good tastes no. like peanut butter and jelly have you ever been to six ta- six ten magnolia no okay well it's right there it's right across the street they're gonna have some live music going on um and then the following weekend butcher town brewing um, is going to celebrate their one-year anniversary, July 29th through 31st. Um, they are purveyors um, and kind of the sour and also barrel-aged out uh, culture. Um, if you want to talk about how barrels get used in Louisville, I yeah. think Andy's focus is definitely putting stuff in a barrel, seeing how it turns out. Um, he also loves to put like coconut and vanilla and just make these sugary dreams out of them just we, we internally always kind of think of butcher town as like the sleepy hit too because everybody you know it's like we were talking about making some like some merch around like i know where butcher town brewing is a la like the old highland coffee vibe or whatever know, or it's coffee. a little yeah, hard so. to find yeah, yeah there's yeah. a little Open limited Melbourne hours yeah. yeah but have great, you heard of that beer. place jessica mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not in. You're not in yet. I just realized this too. I forgot until you actually just were talking about 
anniversaries, I just realized we just had our seven year anniversary like three days ago. Yes. I Happy totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh. On the 18th, seven years ago on this day, I sold That's my soul awesome. to the devil of homebrewing. Yeah. Louisville, Louisville, and that, <laughs> nobody was open when we opened. Okay. Nobody. We're having a lip gloss moment. Isn't this recorded? I just find it really funny that Jess decided, like, you know what? We've been doing this for over an hour. I, I need to put a new uh, coat of lip gloss My on. lips are dry. Michael, your lips could use a touch-up, too. But that I'm brought saying. me to the thing that I forgot to bring. I saw it in here, and I was like, oh, oh. I'll talk about this. Yeah, tell us. What? So Michael said I had to bring something that's like represents me outside of, like I guess, like whiskey and I'm like nothing so I was gonna <laughs> I don't have a life but honestly like I'm super into like people and connections and like spirituality I was gonna bring tarot cards and like read a card mm. oh. I, would, I would pull the card oh, and then like google awesome. it yeah 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 but I forgot I forgot my tarot cards um but when I was unzipping to get my lip gloss I found my Jack Carlo magnet oh hell yeah that I'm taking to my <laughs> best friend after because she's at work um local legend I love Jack Carlo. Um, my kids make fun of me because they're like, mom, he's like 22 and you're like 33. I'm like, <laughs> I love him. His soul um, is like so old though. But, His soul but, is eternal. Oh, he is so cool. Like he doesn't drink. He does not drink. Yeah. And I know this yeah, firsthand because like my roommate, you know, my ex-roommate like went to the, the derby parties where he him and Drake were at and like she's like, he didn't drink anything. He really didn't. But also like goes to show it's like a local. Like we're about like live local so i love jack carlo because i'm like yeah. Louisville, there are yes, Louisville. there are a lot of people out of kentucky that have made it big in in certain places like whether it's music or you know film mm -hmm. uh, uh industry whatever uh he does a great job of repping he does mm -hmm. yeah because like nobody he knows jennifer it, lawrence is from louisville uh, I, was, I was gonna say he shout out jay law in the, the song my, my camp hi ho you know partner yeah Oh, yeah, that's right. He's like, here's my claim to fame. So, I so, 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 so Jess and I, <laughs> Jess and I, hung out when we were in sixth grade at Camp Hi Ho, that you know Camp Hi Ho that, that her parents own, and uh, she was very nice. And then years years later, uh, we, I was reminiscing with another friend that I went there, uh, and I was like, yeah, whatever happened to that Jen girl? And uh, my friend Luke was like, bro, you mean Jennifer Lawrence? Have you seen the Sleepy Bones? <laughs> I was like, that what do you mean? Called, like, that was Jennifer Lawrence. You met her before. I was like, oh, that's cool. Have you ever met Tom Cruise, though? My dad, uh, he went to St. X, I think. Maybe the same time my dad did. Wait, wait, wait. I don't I, think so. No. Wait, is Tom Cruise How old is Tom Cruise? He went to Tom, Tom Cruise grew up in Louisville. He, I don't think he was born here, but he grew up here. He went shows to over. X. We're the coolest city that's ever existed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. shows over. Yeah, we're the coolest city that's ever existed. We got some others. Oh, my God. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. We should have uh, well, <laughs> shout out Jack Harlow. You have a good KFC meal. Uh, shout out yeah. the UPS workers or whatever. The, the uh, David, what, what else? What else is going on that you want to uh, shout out for Louisville? Yeah, I'd love to plug um, Hops on the Hill and Fraser Beer Fest. They're both coming up yeah. in August sixth. Uh, this is Saturday. If you guys want a taste of David Satterley, David Satterley is picking. The <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. David's David's currently in the process of picking all the beer for the Fraser Beer Fest. It's also a collaborative effort. Yeah, and, and all the Louisville breweries too. But yeah, you're you're the the ringleader on this. I'm like very excited. But yeah, August sixth, great day for Louisville beer. Um, obviously, Malwide is going to have their sixth year of the Hops on the Hill um celebration that they do that's going to bring in a couple breweries from out of state i think they've named a few if you hit their uh, mad trees one i know and that mad trees is like the first 
And Southern it's Grist, the first year. Too? Southern Grist is back, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there's probably one, maybe two more. Um, so if you want to, if you want to taste some stuff from out of town, go from there. Um, also, uh, for the second year in a row, the Fraser Beer Fest is coming back around. Um, this year, they're moving it to Main Street, so it's going to be a full-on street festival. They're going to shut down between Eighth and Ninth Street. I am looking forward to just like walking around that because that's like where Slugger Museum is. It's a really cool stretch Science of downtown Museum. Science Museum. I love drinking a beer in the street on the St. Patrick's Day Parade over on Bardstown Road. Uh, yeah. I love drinking a beer in the street when they have the Oktoberfest. We like, Avenue. we just want open container. We just want to put containers. We, we yeah. had that during COVID. What happened? Well, I know. Did we, or did we just walk around? <laughs> I think it was like no law, <laughs> but we handled it well. I think we, right. showed, we showed the city that we could handle it. It's like, yeah. we deserve this. Yeah. So here's my long-term plan. Alex Martindale is running for Metro City Council District 9. Please fucking vote for her because my goal is to get her Metro City Council and then, you know, on up and on up and then we can have somebody that we can influence. Wait, do we have to like have like equal time now or something with the other? Oh, she's she's unopposed. So never mind. Yeah, yeah. She's running That's unopposed. Right. Please vote in November for Alexandra Martindale. If oh, you are no. in District 9, which is like St. Matthews. St. Matthews. Not St. Matthews. Um, Clifton. Clifton. Hill. I was going to say, you're right. You're, yeah. I've walked the houses with her, um, but it would be really, really cool to have someone that's like cool as fuck. She's also in the industry. She works at Kentucky Bourbon Barrel. Yeah. Um, like having a voice in the city, but like growing that and being like, you know, I have a long term agenda with Alex. I will walk every house. I will go to every door. Just, you mean just so you can get what you want? I mean, we can make a positive. And this influence. is how Americans' political <laughs> system has been corrupted from the ground. John, up. no, but she her platform is bourbon. She has a bourbon platform. Yeah, I love that. And so one of her things is like changing these laws and changing the tourism thing. Like we can't have food trucks on the streets, and that prevents yeah. a lot. Like it's like a whole fucking thing. And I'm like, if we it's can just cool have people, someone represent the industry, yeah. that would be cool. People now who are our age who kind of get it, quote yeah. unquote, are getting into politics now. Like. Yeah. We have a lot of great city council examples of that. Like I think Charles Booker is a great example of mm-hmm. that. Like on the national stage at this point, um, we'll see how the Louisville mayoral race goes. It's to older dudes, but they both kind of seem more connected to like local community mm-hmm. than kind of whatever. But it's, it's cool. It's exciting to kind of just know people who are running for office. Yeah, Weird. So you're like, we can help. Yeah. <laughs> my, my only other shout out is going to be to Kenzie Bernard for Kenzie. this uh, pet. Bucky's collapsible. I, you, I knew it was the Bucky's. He was like, no, he sorry. just had to Shout say Bucky's Bucky. one more time. And it, like, it says pets, but I'm not opposed to drinking out of it either. <laughs> oh, so. Yeah, wow. it's, it's your new uh, beer vessel. You John. know, <laughs> I don't see why not. Yeah, why not? I should if, own a dog. If John, I'm thirsty, John, what do you got to plug? Uh, so I'm going to plug GE. Uh, I'm actually first build. We're here on Preston Street in Louisville, very close to the University of Louisville. Um, nobody knows that this exists, but there's like one of the best maker spaces in the entire country, if not the entire world, like a quarter mile that way. And to the west, to the west, towards the setting sun. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we've been doing a few projects with them. They make the Louisville Ill Trail stamps, or rather, we go over there and they let us use their like laser, uh, universal laser printer to kind of etch those out of some. Like rubber stuff that we then bond to the Louisville Slugger uh, nubs. You're sharing um, Michael's secrets. He's like, no, no, no. We, this no, is no, like, it's, we love this. Secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool that that's a resource that's in Louisville that's free to use for people. And like, uh, for they what, do, a what lot. do they have there? What can I use it for? So they've got everything like you, CNC machines, woodworking machines, uh, electronics things. They do like, like uh, uh, things to code different Raspberry Pis. They have. What we do is like the uh, laser cutter, so you can get an image, put it in Photoshop. I don't know where it is, but anyway, um, 
and then have it emblazed into like a piece of whatever. So you can kind of take an idea, take it over there, and then turn it into something physical. And, Do you have to have an appointment, or can you just show up? Uh, they're on their on their website. You can like kind of sign up. Usually, you can just go in, but post COVID, they're still just kind of like trying to register everybody. What's it called again? First build. Yeah. So if you're a creative person, check it out. It's really cool. And it is really cool because they did um, a lot of innovation comes out there for GE appliances. Uh, They have the Opal Nugget Ice Maker. Everybody needs a nugget ice at home. It's amazing. It's like it's a counter uh, space ice maker uh, that I think um, Old Forester actually got in bed with for a second. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it's awesome and uh, like that that right. that's a direct um innovation coming out of first build that GE yeah. appliances like looked at it and was like you know what yeah we should we should make this so if you are a kid too who has like a crazy idea you can take it to them and there are open meetings um and you can like pitch it and then they you, know, you can work with the people who are there or you can work with the staff but like they, they they're doing like an in- indoor indoor like a mushroom growing device right now for people who want to grow their own mushrooms. Um, and it like filters the air so your house doesn't smell like a like rubber tire or whatever. Oh my they do um, like a cold brew coffee maker, I think. They did like a sous vide uh, cooker system. It's all ground up, like maker vibe. And then if you are the like the founder of the project or whatever, you get uh, like you know you get you are an owner of that product and you get a residual from any of yep. the things that they sell. That's it's neat. super cool. So Just, shout out, <laughs> shout out, man, that was great. Jessica, what do you got to plug? What are you talking about? What, what do you I want? plug everybody and what, everything. Yeah, but what do you? What do you? What do you? What, what's going on? Like, what? What are you doing? Like, what do you want people to know about? It could be anything from like Jack Collar concert like events <laughs> coming up, something that you're excited about, trips, uh, show that you just watched. What's What's going on that you really want to like just like share? Um, I bought a ticket to a show. You said that, so I'm gonna be. Yeah. There's like Willie Nelson's coming. Like, oh hell yeah! July 30th in Cincinnati. Okay. Um, I missed I missed the show at Iroquois a couple weeks ago because well, of the nail show meeting. So, so like, everybody who went was like, it was incredible. Well, I was there today, and like the Neelys and Jackie, and then they're like, we're going to this show. Like, you should come. I'm like, I'm totally coming. I'm crashing this show with you. Um, because I heard Willie Nelson is like horrible to see now, but you have to see him. Yeah. Like you have to like do it. it's like the quintessential like you know. Um, so I'm pl- it's in Cincinnati. It's like an hour and a half from Louisville, and it's open seating was like 50 bucks for the ticket and there's gonna be a lot of other like artists and stuff there a true american legend that willie nelson yeah Yeah. and i will be there also (laughs) another american legend (laughs) another american legend (laughs) uh shout out willie nelson hell yeah i don't i'm sorry i feel like i wasted it no that's that's incredible it's great i'll I'll, uh, i'll be in denver i can't i can't go but i'm sure it's gonna be great well sucks to suck yeah Yeah. it's, it's the worst uh I uh, I think for me, um, got a couple things. Uh, one Trail Tuesday is coming up on August second, first Tuesday Gravely, uh, in right? August at Gravely. Yeah. If you're in the Louisville Metro area, come on by. Just you've been to a Trail Tuesday before at Atrium. Oh my god, the best, the best. I I am grateful for you for that. That was a lot of my connections. I'm well, like, hello, beer people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, it's kind of so, same vibe. Yeah. You know, we're we're going in alphabetical order down to each brewery in in the Louisville Metro area. You were you were still in the A's when you came, and and now we're in the G's. Uh, we found the G spot. You know, so <laughs> uh, shout out, <laughs> shout out, gravely. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be there five thirty to seven thirty, maybe longer if we're having a good time. Uh, otherwise, uh, there's a really good uh, docu series about DB Cooper. 
You got it. Yeah. Yeah. DB Cooper Hello. on Netflix. <laughs> What's uh, it called? <laughs> you got that the first time. So there you go. Got it. Watch it. Uh, everybody else, thank you so much for listening and watching. Just thank you so much for coming yes, on. Thank you so yeah. much. Really appreciate yeah. it. Excellent, this was excellent fun. Conversation. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you know, you, you, you had some beer, you had some whiskey. Yeah. I hope you had a good time tonight. I had the best time. Uh, and if uh, you wanted to see this again, Follow us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash KY Commons. It's, a, it's, a, it's three bucks a month. Like, Throw the dollars. Yeah, it's, it's, you, got, you got this. I'll, I'll show you my Bucky suit. <laughs> David will show you the Bucky suit if, if requested. So thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Okay.